Alhamdulillahi wa kafa Wassalamu ala ibadihi alladhi nasafa Amma ba'd A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Walladhina jahadu fina lanahdiyannahum subulana Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun Wassalamu ala al-mursaleen Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala ali sayyidina Muhammad Wa barik wa sallam Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala ali sayyidina Muhammad Wa barik wa sallam Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad وَعَلَىٰ آلِ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَبَارِكْ وَسَلِّمْ One of the most amazing things about the universe that surrounds us is that every single thing in this universe is perfectly measured. Every single thing in this universe is perfectly measured. Meaning that despite the complexity of all of creation and everything that we see and even everything that we don't see, there is this perfect distribution of exactly what each created object needs in order to be able to fit into this amazingly complex universe that surrounds us. I mean, subhanAllah, if, you know, it's so hard to appreciate this because we don't, um, we, we, don't, uh, we don't understand the details of the universe that we, that we live in. But just as a very simple, you know, uh, scratching the surface type, you know, back of the envelope type discussion, just as an example, I mean, look at the perfect measure of the sun in relation to the earth. The amount of light that's provided by the sun to the earth is perfectly measured at every given moment, at any time, in any place. Just the exact right amount of sun, light and heat, and all of the other invisible rays that we understand a little bit about today, but we'll continue to learn about over time, it's all perfectly balanced. In fact, everything around us is just perfectly balanced. There's these physical constants that the entire universe is running on, you know, that some of the scientists will mention 10, 15 different standard constants that if any of them were off even by, you know, a decimal, the entire universe would not be the way that it is today. It's just everything is perfectly measured. Everything is perfectly balanced. And this for us is a amazing sign. Now, you could very look, look at it very simplistically and I can just tell you that, you know, you look at the... the the sun, I've given this example many times, you look at the sun and you appreciate that it provides enough light for us to be able to see, 
but not so much light that we go blind, and not so little light that it's so dark that we can't appreciate details. But that's just one dimension. That's the dimension of the sun. How much, again, I think just to balance this, if I just gave you this simple understanding, all of this has to be balanced, right? The sun has to be balanced. The amount of energy produced by the sun has to be balanced. The distance from the sun to the earth has to be balanced. The medium in between the sun and the earth has to be balanced, right? Which rays are going to pass through, which rays are not going to pass through, what's the speed those rays are going to pass through. The earth and its dimension has to be balanced. The earth cannot be bigger than it should be. It cannot be smaller than it should be. I mean, so one thing is, where is the earth located? Another thing is how big or small the earth is. The angle and the rotation has to be, of the earth has to be balanced. Then I have to be balanced. My eyes have to be balanced. The environment has to be balanced to reflect certain light and absorb other rays of energy. It's an exceedingly complex setup. That's just the simple fact that we can see, right? Or the, the light that's providing us the energy that allows us to be able to see the way that we see. I mean, subhanAllah, just think about this for a minute. It's just also phenomenal. There's the sun. It's producing this light. It goes through all of space, and it's dark. When you look at space, if you look at pictures of space, space is not bright, brightly lit, and the further you move from the sun, the more bright it is. Space is all dark everywhere. That same light is traveling through all of space. It's completely dark. All of a sudden, it lights up the earth. Now, why does it light up the earth? Because there are little, 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 tiny, tiny dust specks. Those dust specks, it's like a firework show. The, the energy of the sun is hitting those dust specks, and each one is popping with light. There's a constant firework show going on. Every, every tiny, tiny, tiny molecules all within the atmosphere, they're perfectly balancing all of this. They're shooting off their uh, fireworks, and you're basically seeing fireworks. <laughs> People go to 4th of July, you know, waiting, <laughs> waiting for fireworks. I'm telling you, every, every time you look at anything, you're seeing fireworks. You're seeing all the energy of the sun hit the particles, and then they're reflecting or they're absorbing, and you're just basically seeing this sort of this fire, this show of fireworks constantly every time we look at something. Every single dimension. Now, this is just one simple example of the, of the sun, and to think about how the sun is related to the earth, and to think about how the earth's atmosphere is perfect that allows certain lights to be, to be certain colors and light to be seen and others are not seen, and how all of these pieces fit together, how I relate, how, the, how, the, how my eyes relate, how the sky relates, how the molecules around me relate, how the sun relates, how the earth relates. And all of it is measured to the atomic detail. Measured to the atomic detail. No, actually that's even a misnomer today. Measured to the subatomic detail. Measured to the subatomic detail. And essentially, all of this is just a celebration of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's taqdeer. Taqdeer means measurement. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfectly measured every single dimension of our existence in this created world so that everything is balanced exactly how it should be. And it's totally mind-blowing. It's totally mind-blowing, subhanAllah. Now, even what's, what's even more interesting 
is that as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has measured all of this, then within that measure, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also guided us so that we can exist properly within that measured dynamic. And even that is phenomenal. For example, um, okay, let's give a simple example. We exist in this world, correct? And this world has certain requirements for us to be able to function and thrive. You need certain people that are going to um, be farmers. You need certain people who are going to be economists. You need certain people who are going to do construction. You need doctors. You need lawyers. You need engineers. In today's world, I'm giving you today's example. You can take, you can parse this out, and you can go back in time, and you can use different terms. But just look at today's society for a minute. Now, subhanAllah, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us that each one of us is independently unique. There are some people, they love to study. And there are other people, they cannot touch a book. And there's some people, they love to connect one another. And there are other people, they would rather sit in a cave. There are some people that love numbers. There's other people that love letters. There's some people that love to talk. There's other people that love to listen. All of this has to be so perfectly managed and guided so that these unique variations can exist within the perfectly measured universe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's exactly the case. I mean, uh, when did we give a lecture uh, that uh, announcement, annou- the, government, the government makes an announcement, uh, we need as many people as possible to become physicians. No. The government doesn't need to make that announcement because they call it, quote-unquote, the invisible hand. Now, this is just their term, right? This is a, a Western term. I don't want to say Western. Let's just say this is an academic term for how things get organized. You know, either they call it natural selection, or they call it the invisible hand, or they call it market forces. What, what are market forces? Market forces is some invisible idea that people made up in their mind to explain how human beings balance themselves and how they perfectly uh, interact within this measured universe. They call it market forces. Ask me, what, I mean, tell me, what is market force? Market force is an invisible notion that everything gets organized the way it should be organized. All this, Adam Smith, this and that. This is just basically a description of why forces organize themselves. We believe in market forces, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that guides everyone. Right? Alladhi qaddara fahada. It's in the Quran. Right? I started with taqdeer. Alladhi qaddara. He who measures. Alladhi qaddara fahada. And he guides. And then guides. Meaning he measured, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala measured everything that exists around us. And then guided us in order to maximize the efficiency of how we should exist in this perfectly measured universe. Because look, you cannot know what the balance is. You cannot know what's needed unless you understand how all of the universe is balanced. You know, how many farmers do you need? How many of this do you need? How many of that do you need? How do all of these things work themselves out in order to in order to produce a, a beneficial? Uh, community in which we all live. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that has measured and guided. Now, I mean, again, like I said, you give these things names, you call these things natural selection. What is natural selection? I mean, think for a minute. 
You understand natural selection. Natural selection is a concept that there's some external force that's acting on creation, which then chooses which characteristics or traits are going to survive and which are going to be removed, right? That's the basic concept. And it's a fundamental premise of evolution that in order for evolution to occur, there's this force called natural selection, which is forcing certain genetic variants to succeed and thrive and other genetic variants to fail and to disappear. Right now, I mean, that's an extreme, but that's basically how it works. But then the question we should ask ourselves is, what is natural selection? Ask somebody scientifically, what is natural selection? They'll say, no, no, it's this force. Force, that's voodoo. What are you talking about, force? It's this, so there's an invisible force that's magically organizing all of the universe around us? What are you talking about? That's not scientific. That there's some magical force that overlies all of creation that is selecting which traits should uh, be passed on to the next generation and is deleting the deleterious uh, genetic mutations that are present within. No. No, all of this is that natural selection is just another word for what we say. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who's created everything, has guided everything, and who maintains everything. We agree. We agree with you that there is a force, that there is a force that has guided everything and that has, uh, that is creating these circumstances that allows everything to be perfectly balanced. You call it natural selection, we say Allah. There's no difference. You talk about some invisible, unseen force that is overlying all of nature, that is somehow perfectly balanced. And that force itself has to be perfectly balanced. Because think about it. If natural selection was so extreme, it would delete everybody. And if natural selection was so weak, then it would allow all these deleterious traits to spread throughout the population. How is, the perf- how is natural selection so perfectly balanced? I mean, did anybody, nobody ever thinks about it that way. That natural selection has to select just enough to allow for advancement of a a species. But has to select so... It cannot select too much, or you would delete beneficial traits. And it cannot select too little, or you would promote deleterious mutations. You guys are looking at me like... You escaped biology, and now you have to do biology again. Anyway, my point is that, look, natural, I mean, think about it for a second, just I'm giving you a very simple concept. You know, people get so scared when the topic of evolution comes up. But actually, yeah, we, we believe in evolution. I mean, microevolution, that's obviously visible in front, around us. But my point still, the question here, is that in order for there to be this balanced genetic code that's present in all of creation, all of living creation, and then a super lying, imposing force on top of that that understands all of creation so that in the most perfect way, irrespective of whether you're talking about a bird or a bacteria or a fly, right? Because these are very disparate types of creation. There's a bird, bacteria, fly, and this one external massive force called natural selection is able to select within the bird, within the bacteria, and within the fly, despite the fact that each of them is independently unique and has their own situation. How is that? Where did that come from? That's the perfection. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has measured everything, has guided everything, and lets everything interact in a way that's perfectly balanced. Everything is sitting on a on the tip of a pin. Now, tip of a pin is even giving too much, is giving is not a, an accurate description. Everything is sitting on the tip of a molecular pin. Every reaction, chemical reaction, counter-reaction, equation, 
each of these things are just merely descriptors. I mean, you know, sometimes I show you those pictures of like all these ones and zeros running as a, as a code, as a, you know, the computer programmers are coding. They show you all these ones and zeros that are running, and these ones and zeros are basically just describing the code. I mean, subhanAllah, there's all this complex interaction that's occurring in the universe around us, everything perfectly measured, and then an external first force guiding everything exactly how it should be. I mean, it's crazy, the complexity of that. It is crazy, the complexity of that. How the bacteria know to be bacteria, how the flies know to be flies, how the birds know what to do, how the humans know what to do, how all of these forces are all basically organizing themselves in the most perfectly balanced way so that each one is symbiotic against the next. I mean, it's absolutely mind-blowing. And the only way to explain all of this is that all credit is due to Allah. And the Qur'an is telling us this, He who measured everything, every single piece of every single thing around us is all perfectly measured. And then on top of that, beyond the measurement, see one thing is the phenomenal nature of the measurement, but if that would, that would be a, a static circumstance. Right? Static, just take a snapshot for a moment. Just what I mean by static, take a snapshot for a moment of the universe and pause. Pause the whole universe at this moment in time. If you pause the universe at this moment in time and began to measure everything, you would see that everything is perfectly measured. Everything is perfectly measured. All of the uh, complex physical interactions that are supposed to be occurring are all balanced to a T. Every single constant is constant. Every single variable is variable. Everything at that snapshot moment would be exactly the way it needs to be for the perfection of the universe to exist the way that we see it today. That's one moment. Now that's static. But then on top of that you have this dynamic nature where every moment differs from the next. And within that nature you have some degree of flexibility and some degree of rigidity. Meaning there's all this stuff that's rigid and then there's this flexibility of human beings given some degree of choice and optionality to be able to make decisions as they proceed through life. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Number one, it's mind-blowing how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has measured everything. Measured and proportioned everything. And number two, it's absolutely mind-blowing how all of these things, maintaining that perfect measurement, interact with one another in a dynamic nature, and everything then further moves to its perfection, maintaining all of that measure. Completely mind-blowing. Completely mind-blowing. So the first thing to appreciate when we look at the world around us and we engage with the world is to just pause and think for a minute, how is it that everything is so perfectly measured? How is it that everything is so perfectly measured? And the only conclusion is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who measured all. That there's this dynamic, there's this massive, unexplainable, unique, unified force power, Lord, that has measured everything exactly the way it should be. And then subhanAllah, on top of that, he has guided. He's guided every single thing in this universe to do exactly what it needs to do in order to maintain that proportionality of those measurements. How come it is the case that when I look at water, every single water is H2O? Nobody ever, no scientist ever said, oh, I found a different water. I found a mistake in water. I found a molecule that I don't find H2O. I found something else. I found N2O. N2, there was one N2O exception in water. No. In fact, I can tell you that we depend on that nature in order to make interactions and decisions. 
For example, let me ask you a simple question. Everybody in this room, I'm sorry to go back into your chemistry and you know, remind you of all these difficult subjects if you didn't enjoy these subjects. But just for example, just to ask a simple question, if I said to anybody, any kid sitting in this room, what's water? Tell me the molecular formula of water. They say H2O. Ask any scientist. Go to any scientific convention in the world. What's the molecular formula of water? They say H2O. Now you ask the question, how do you know? What do you mean, how do I know? I know because uh, we studied it. And we can see that water is H2O. I say, did you check every single water molecule in the world to confirm it's H2O? No, no, what are you talking about? Why would I check every single molecule in the world to confirm that it's H2O? So then I would say, subhanAllah, you're relying on Allah's measure. Unless you checked every molecule to know for sure that it's H2O, then you're making an assumption that if I know that this is H2O, that the rest must all be H2O. Which means that you're making an assumption that there was some organizing force, that there was this measure, that everything has been perfectly made in such a way that I can rely on my knowledge that if these 10 are H2O, that the rest 10 trillion have to be H2O. What, are the, what, is, that, what is the reliance there? The reliance is on the measure of Allah. The reliance is on the measure of Allah. Some external force to creation which unifies everything, measures everything, guides everything, proportions everything, fashions everything in such a way that it is just perfect in its nature and the way that all of these things interact and relate with one another. That's the explanation. I mean, look, the thing is that we live in a world where we have to observe the world around us. We look at the world around us. We have to ask simple questions. Okay, if I look at the world around us, how am I engaging with the world? These are all signs. These are all signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the perfect nature of this, of this universe that surrounds us is just a reminder to us of the fact that He is the one who measured everything and He is the one who guided it all. Now, I mean, I find it very ironic that very scientific people today will talk about unobservable phenomena, right, which they essentially cannot measure, and then they'll rely on that and they'll say, you're being dogmatic in your religion, I'm being scientific. Like you, I say to you, tell me, show me the invisible hand. Invisible hand. Invisible hand is market forces where everything balances itself. No, no, show it to me. What are you talking about? This is some unseen thing. So you believe in the unseen too. I believe in the unseen, you believe in the unseen. You just give it a different name. Show me what is natural selection. Show me the force of natural selection. No, no, no. It's this idea. You cannot prove it. You cannot measure it. You cannot show it. It's this idea that there is this big force that overlies all of nature and that it perfectly selects how, uh, which traits will be passed on to the next generation. What are you talking about? Show me. Measure it. We're scientists in a room. Measure for me natural selection. Show me natural selection. No, no, you can't show it. It's unseen. Unseen is hocus pocus. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. You want to tell me that I cannot believe in the unseen because you live in a material scientific world, and at the same time you're claiming all these things unseen. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I understand it makes sense. It logically helps to explain your observations of how the world exists. But I have just a reason. I have more reasonable of an explanation. I say there's no hocus pocus voodoo going on here. There's Allah, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created all of this, and everything is perfectly fashioned, and everything is perfectly measured, and this 
force that you call natural selection is merely Allah's guidance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows his creation, has perfectly balanced his creation, has created all of his creation to have the similar building blocks of DNA, and that there's this external force which is perfectly balanced on top of the perfect creation that perfectly selects in the most beautiful way allowing for each organism to adapt to its environment in a way that allows life to perpetuate and thrive. This is a lot. That, where else did this come from? This is the beauty of the circumstance that we find ourselves in. Everything around us only points back to one single reality. One single reality. La ilaha illallah. There's no God. We don't worship natural selection. We don't worship an invisible hand. We don't worship uh, a person or an idea or a thought or a philosophy. We don't worship idols. We don't worship the sun or the moon or things that are in the domain of creation. This box of creation is sealed. We worship outside of this box of creation. We worship the creator of all of creation. We worship the one who balanced all of the universe. We worship the one who measured every single thing in its most perfect way. And we say this is Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us about him, about him and has blessed us with this guidance and this beautiful understanding that actually places the entire universe in the most succinct and comprehensible understanding. Everything around us is pointing to this. The more we look, the more we study, the more we understand the more we only come to this same conclusion that everything is perfectly balanced, that every water, every molecule of water is H2O. Anybody want to, I mean, if I said to you, I bet you a million dollars, water is not H2O. You say, go bring any water molecule and we'll do the studies, it'll be H2O. How can you be so confident? How can anyone be so confident when no one's checked every single molecule? The only way you can be so confident is because everything is perfectly balanced in the way that you expect it to be balanced. Look, if I pick up this pencil and I say, who wants to bet me $10 million that when I drop this pencil, it's going to fall? Everybody would stand up. But do you know the future? How do you know that this pencil, when I drop it, it's going to fall? How do you know? You don't know the future. That's actually going to happen five seconds from now. Nobody in this room knows the future. The only reason you know that is because you're confident about yesterday telling you about tomorrow. You're confident that the universe has been created in a perfectly balanced and measured way. Everything has been guided. There's this force called gravity. Just as it existed yesterday, it'll exist tomorrow. So that in five seconds from now, when I drop this pencil, it's going to fall. You don't know the future, but you're confident that yesterday is, is going to dictate tomorrow. So that confidence occurs from where? It occurs from the lack of randomness. It occurs from certainty. Certainty that there's measure. It's not random. It's measured. Certainty that things have been guided in a balanced way so that I can depend on yesterday to inform me about tomorrow. This is a lot. Every time we see we interact in the universe, all it's telling us is, like I said, this is a fireworks show. You know, again, I mean, for a second, this is a molecular fireworks show. All of the colors that you see in the room, all of the light, all of the way that it's showing each of us to be independently unique, right? All of this is just a molecular fireworks show. If you're impressed by the 4th of July, <laughs> then we should be only more impressed by Allah. 
I mean, we don't sometimes appreciate the reality. Sometimes we become oblivious to the circumstance. But Allah has measured every single thing. Every single thing in creation is perfectly measured. You will not find that lack of measurement in any corner of the universe. You pick up a rock from the bottom of an ocean, it's going to be molecularly consisting of the same substances that existed before. How does carbon dating work? It's the same way. Carbon dating relies on yesterday to be able to inform us about how long something has been present so that we can make an observation for tomorrow. All this balance is not just out of nowhere. Everything being perfectly fashioned so that in a society people fill their roles in a way without we having to sit down and uh, you know, uh, differentiate. I don't need to put everybody in a room and say you're going to study literature and you're going to study medicine and you're going to study economics and you're going to like math and you're going to like reading and you're going to like writing. No, but there's nobody telling anybody that. But Allah has created us in such a way that you love math and you love science and you love reading and you love literature and you love art and you're somebody who's good with your hands and you're somebody that's good with your mind. How is it that? How did that happen? How is it that all of, you, all of creation does what they need to do in order to maintain creation? How is it that the bacteria know what they should be doing? How is it that the rabbits know how they're going to maintain the ecosystem? How is it that the hawks know that they're supposed to eat this and not eat that? Where did all this knowledge come from? They don't read books when they're born. There's no hawk when they're born. The mother says you get to eat this and you can't eat that. How? How does it know? How does it know? Because there is a force outside of creation. There is something greater. Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Something Akbar. Something bigger. Something greater. Something grander. And that is the one that controls all, sees all, hears all, guides all, measures all. And he's created this circumstance that allows it to exist in its perfect balance and reality. It's absolutely phenomenal. The more you observe anything, observe any circumstance, observe people, observe animals, observe the grass, observe insects, observe bacteria, study any of these things and all you come to is the same conclusion. That there's this perfect balance by which everything is occurring. And that is all due to Allah and Allah alone. And the Qur'an just so beautifully and succinctly, and just, just look at this. It's like four or five words. <laughs> SubhanAllah. Alladhi means like one of the highlights, one of the highlights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's describing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us. It's introducing us to our Lord. And alladhi is like a highlighter, just highlights a, a, a deep circumstance about something. So he who measured and then guided. It's perfect, subhanAllah. It's perfect. And the more we learn, the more we understand, the more knowledge is, is gained, it only further reinforces what was obvious from the get-go. Yesterday, I could see the sun rise and the sun set, and I knew that it wasn't random. Yesterday, I could see the clouds would rain, and sometimes the clouds would be dry. And everything is perfectly balanced. That was 1,400 years ago. And today, I can understand the perfect physics of the sunrise and the sunset. I can understand the nature of weather patterns and why clouds and the water cycle and why clouds deliver water and why clouds don't deliver water at other times. Everything, everything, only the more we know, the more we understand, the more we gain, the more we, be, we, 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 the more we scratch, we only come to the same conclusion that the Qur'an established from the most basic observations. That is He and He alone. He and He alone. 
that measured every single thing in this universe in the most perfect way so that where you take, take a snapshot at any moment of time, any millisecond of time, and analyze the entire universe, you would find that the standard constants are standard constants and that the variables are variables and that each of them is perfectly balanced to allow the next moment of creation to occur. And that's just one, what's this? That's just one snapshot. It's a static snapshot of an intricately dynamic universe that we exist in. And the only way that that, dyna that dynamic nature of that universe can be maintained in the st static moments that you take the snapshot is that there has to be an overlying sort of force of guidance. And that force of guidance is Allah. He measured everything perfectly, and then he guided and balanced everything perfectly in such a way that everything interacts in the way that allows creation to be maintained. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. This is the Lord that we have the opportunity to worship, and this is the Lord that we get to pray to, this is the Lord that we engage with, and this is the Lord that has provided for us in this life and the next. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who are able to appreciate all of the miraculous and amazing and supernatural signs that are present around us. And may he make us amongst those who are able to appreciate the beautiful way by which he has guided all. Wa akhru ta'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.